The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hello, my friend, and welcome to another episode of Negotiate Anything. Thanks for spending time with us today. It's listeners like you in 181 different countries that have made Negotiate Anything the most popular negotiation and conflict resolution podcast in the world. I'm your host, Kwame Christian. I'm a business lawyer, mediator, professor, and the director of the American Negotiation Institute. Before we get started, I have two quick questions for you. Is negotiation a critical part of what you do? Do you need to resolve conflict and persuade at work? If you answered yes to both of those questions, visit our website to learn more about our negotiation workshops. We've traveled the country working with professionals just like you, and we'd love to have the opportunity to work with you too. Check out the link in the description to learn more. Martin, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me on the podcast, Kwame. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's our pleasure to have you. I'm excited for this one. So how about you start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Oh, absolutely. So, so a bit, a bit about personal. Well, firstly, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Pactum, uh, and we're automating uh, long-tail vendor negotiations with AI. Uh, and uh, maybe a bit about personal background. So, I used to be a product manager at Skype. Uh, I then set up uh, uh, my own startup, which was actually in uh, in farm management. Uh, we created a farm management system. Uh, uh, for farmers, um, and and ended up uh, uh, selling that to the Climate Corporation, which was the digital subsidiary of uh, Monsanto. And as a result, I became um, Climate Corporation's uh, commercial lead for the whole of Europe. And my task was to, among other things, was to negotiate uh, big with big food and ag companies uh, in Europe. And negotiating in Europe is a lot of fun because you can really see the diversity of different cultures. So I could begin the week with negotiating with the Ukrainians and 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 end the week with negotiating with the French. And and I thought, wow, does this really have to be so painful as it is? <laughs> and and with I think I got to experience uh, all the cultural differences and and all the cognitive biases there are to experience in Europe and I thought wow this technology could really make some of these things um, smoother. Wow that's great this is really interesting and so the the general topic that we're going to talk about is um, negotiating with a computer or using um, AI during our our negotiations artificial intelligence so for a lot of people we, we don't even know what that, what that means <laughs> as it relates to our standard approach to negotiation. So when you think about using com- uh, computers and artificial intelligence in this way, as it relates to negotiation, what does that even look like? Yeah, so I'll, I'll bring you a, a, simple, uh, a simple example. So we work with uh, very large enterprises, uh, Fortune Global 2000 enterprises. Uh, one of our customers is Walmart, for instance. Um, so, and, and such enterprises ha- all have similar uh, problems. They have tens of thousands of vendors. Uh, and according to the Pareto principle, 80% of vendors are long tail. 
which means that uh, people can't take sufficient uh, care of them since those are small deals and there are simply not enough people even though some of these companies have hundreds of negotiators um, and and so so these deals are sort of neglected because they're small deals uh, and we renegotiate those deals uh, automatically so so what we do is uh, uh, we we do interviews uh, with our customer and build up a bot that can negotiate and the and and for for the vendor uh, the bot is a chat interface so essentially the vendor receives an email saying hey you know we haven't talked in a while sometimes we haven't talked uh, for years uh, with the small vendor and hey let's let's look at uh, our contract and let's find find out if there's a more beneficial uh, contract out there uh, for both of us and the bot in a chat interface will will talk with the person just like a human would uh, and come to this new uh, agreement that is so cool that's really cool i, I this is this is really interesting um because like i mentioned at the beginning of of the conversation offline uh, as a lawyer the negotiations that we have are very traditional and even when technology is introduced it takes a while because of the rules of professional conduct we need to make sure that everything's um above board and that can take a long time too and so it's really interesting to see how other areas are able to um kind of uh, innovate in this way and so the the person who's interfacing with the bot do they know that they're talking to a bot or is it meant to kind of make them feel as though they're talking to a person uh yes they they do know they're talking to a bot and and very interestingly um uh, so depending on the project, seven, 74 to 82 percent of uh, the people who have talked to our bot would prefer talking to the bot next time as well, not a human. So that's, wow. that's sort of a counterintuitive um, uh, finding because, you know, if you call a call center and end up with a bot, you know, people don't like it very much. <laughs> right. But, but interestingly, it's different in our case. So, so we were afraid of the same effect. It didn't come. It didn't come to to force, um, because we we realized that negotiations is a high stress situation, and people people actually try to avoid this high stress situations, and and now imagine that if if you're if you're a small vendor doing a few hundred thousand dollars per year for, for a huge multinational corporation. And, and so they have people on payroll that, that have been doing this for all of their lives. And, and so, so that, so, um, and they don't have a lot of time for you because simply you're, you're such a small vendor. So that they would try to rush uh, through the negotiation, you know, probably, uh, probably uh, using some cookie cutter uh, ideas that they have and 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 so they wouldn't spend the time to really expand the pie and to really find a solution that would be beneficial for both sides so so and but it's different with a bot since uh, with the bot the bot has unlimited time uh, the bot will 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 
we'll talk as long as it takes, as long as as long as we can agree uh, a good good agreement. Um, and and so the vendor now suddenly feels in control uh, because they can no nobody's rushing them uh, and they can really see all of the available options that the bot will offer to them, all of the available benefits for them to make the deal better for them so they could reciprocate with what the bot asks. So, so, so it's less stressful. The, the bot is always polite and that's, that's feedback we're receiving a lot. It, it, uh, the bot listened to me and, and uh, it was a pleasant conversation. So human aspects like this come, come into play and they can also get a better deal. This is so incredible. This is really great. I'm, I'm glad we're having the opportunity to talk about this. And so the, the three main topics we discussed were number one, the pros and cons of negotiating with a computer. Number two, answering the question if, of whether or not the computer can expand the pie more than a, a human can. Um, and then also recognizing, like you discussed earlier, the unlimited capacity of the computer and how does that change the computer, the, the outcomes in these negotiations? So let's just start off with the pros and cons. Um, where should we start as it relates to the pros and cons of negotiating with a computer? Yeah. So, so if you think about it, it's, it's really, there are some fundamental differences in, in negotiating with a computer. The, uh, the bot, uh, you know, if, if it's not the general intelligence AI, uh, which, which, which it is not, then it can never strike an out-of-the-box solution. Um, and this is for humans. It doesn't have the human ingenuity um, that, uh, and it doesn't create the, the, uh, the repo um, with the other person. Uh, so, so these are the cons. Um, it, it, you know, it can't play golf and drink wine uh, with, with, with some of these vendors. And that's why we're, we're focusing on the, the long tail vendors, the unmanaged tail spend. So, so these, are, these are the cons. That's really interesting. It, it makes sense. It's, um, I, I was going to say it's the human aspect, right? The, uh, the things that we can do to build rapport and build, come, bring people to, together. Um, that's what's missing. And that makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, it seems as though what we're doing is we're making sure that we are only utilizing the bot in situations where these are small spends. It's not a big deal for the company. It's one of those smaller deals that have to happen, but we want them to happen in a way that doesn't take away bandwidth from the negotiators for the bigger deals. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. That's correct. Yeah. And so we have efficiency as one of the pros, um, politeness as one yeah. of the pros. Yeah. What else is there? Um, there are interesting non-intuitive things. Um, when you think that, that a computer can uh, can negotiate uh, with with unlimited capacity, and I, I will touch on the third point of uh, capacity a bit here. Uh, so, so firstly, humans are not uh, built to think in a multi-dimensional contract space. Uh, if if you think, I'm, I mean, if I was thinking back uh, when negotiating big deals that I had, then then how it really usually goes is that you identify three most important points, uh, try to get those as, uh, you know, try to maximize those and the rest, 
the rest is kind of a blur. Um, uh, the, you, you try to maximize whatever option uh, you can out of those. Uh, in reality, there's probably a combination of items which is perfect for one party and which is perfect for another party. Now, the problem is that if there are 30 items to negotiate about, the combinatorial explosion becomes so big that people, can't, people aren't efficient in finding the perfect combination for both sides. And, and at the same time, the computers are perfect at it. So, so it'll just, it'll, it'll, it'll find a better outcome uh, for both sides. Does your company invest in professional development training? If you believe that your team would benefit from a negotiation workshop, all you need to do is go to our website, fill out the workshop request form, and then we'll set up a time to chat. These workshops are completely customizable and we've done them all around the country. Negotiation and conflict resolution skills are beneficial across all professions, but they're especially useful in procurement, purchasing, sales, sourcing, and contract management. Our calendar is filling up quickly, and we even have some workshops scheduled for next year. If you think you might want one, I'd suggest reaching out soon so you don't miss out. Check out the link in the description to learn more. And now, back to the show. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, I'm Tomer Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. On my podcast, Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B2B product though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were, we were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer. Uh, we'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year. And so, we had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. This is so interesting. And so let's, let's actually break this down uh, because I've never had this experience. So let's say I'm negotiating with this bot and I'm selling, let's say, paper towels to a company. Um, and I'm making up numbers because I've never had to do paper towel sales, <laughs> but let's say, um, $4,000 a month is the spend for paper towels for this big company. And so I'm selling it and I say, okay, um, we would actually like $5,000. Uh, that's my anchor. And that's how I start. What would, mm -hmm. what would then uh, transpire? Uh, so, so the bot will will guide you through the negotiation. It, it will start uh, by setting the scene, uh, by, uh, by explaining how it works. Um, 
it'll then try to find out as much as possible about you. So you're selling the paper, uh, paper towers, towels. Uh, what, what would you like to improve in the current contract? Uh, how, uh, how, how are the freight, freight terms? Uh, how are the warehousing terms? Uh, how are the payment terms right now? Uh, so it'll, it'll try to find out as much as possible. Uh, and, and then it'll, it'll uh, give an ask. Um, so, so, so the, the company, uh, our customer would like to uh, maximize uh, this particular uh, item. Um, and, and then there is a negotiation uh, that follows and the computer will use data uh, as much as it knows about uh, the vendor and as much as it can gather during the negotiation to find a perfect combination of, uh, of you know, liability, freight terms, warehousing terms, um, uh, payment terms, price, uh, and so on. This is fascinating. So in, in that case where I said, okay, this, maybe the standard rate is 4,000 and I'm starting off with an anchor of 5,000, then the computer would counter with another number or a package offer and then uh, substantiate what it's asking for? Yeah, so, so essentially the, computer, um, the computer's task is to uh, look at the current deal we have and move it towards the Pareto optimal line. So, so you might be familiar with that. So, so uh, the Pareto optimal line is in, in negotiations on a, on, if you imagine an outcome of a negotiation as a, as a dot on a graph where one axis is uh, uh, the value for one side and the other axis is the value for the other side, then there's actually a curve uh, which, and if a negotiation outcome is on that curve, that means that one party cannot get a better deal without hurting the other party. And that means it's, it's Pareto, the deal is now Pareto optimal. Now it's not win-win, it doesn't have to be win-win, but it's Pareto optimal. And every deal in the world should be Pareto optimal. So, so now the, computer, the computer's task is to find ways to push this, out, uh, this dot, this outcome of the negotiation towards the Pareto optimal line, usually creating value for both sides. And there are a number of uh, ways to do that. Uh, so so uh, one, uh, one strategy that we use, for instance, is uh, multiple equivalent simultaneous offers. Um, we, we, know, uh, we know the value function of our, our customer. Uh, we, we call this uh, the, the value function. This is, a, uh, this is essentially uh, the, uh, all of the interactions between all of the positive and negative levers. Uh, and, and so the, the, um, from, from these uh, levers or from these negotiation items, the bot will pick two offers. Uh, which should be as different from each other as possible, uh, but both are beneficial for our customer. And if the vendor chooses one, uh, it, it is obviously better for them as well. And we've moved, we've created value for both sides now. We moved this dot towards the Pareto optimal line. 
So this is a bit of kind of negotiation science-y explanation, uh, but, but I hope uh, listeners of this uh, podcast uh, uh, were able to follow. Oh, oh, they followed. I know they get this. <laughs> and this is really exciting for me because essentially when, when I started this conversation, I was, I was ready to be overwhelmed uh, by the science and the technical aspects. But as we started to talk more, what I'm recognizing is that essentially you've created the, the perfect negotiator because the, the, the bot that you've created isn't trying to take advantage of the other side. It's using the core fundamental negotiation techniques that people, humans, would utilize in best exactly. case scenarios. And so they're gathering information, they're asking questions, they're figuring out what it is that they need, understanding exactly. what the other side needs, and then finding those, those combinations. And then even strategically, the, the different tactics that are used. So offering pa package deals, that's a really powerful technique that people use that I don't think they use enough. So we say, I don't know what people want, I'm gonna get different options that are of equal value to me, and then I get a very clear signal of what's important to them. And I've, I've tried to use this myself in negotiations, uh, multiple equal uh, simultaneous offers. It's very tough because, you know, your, your, uh, your stress level is high during a negotiation and in, uh, you have to calculate what's, what's kind of, what is the combination of those items that are both good for me that I, I could offer and they, they both should be as different as uh, uh, as possible from each other so i get information out of what what the other party chooses it's really complicated it requires a, a lot of mental effort so 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 the computer is way more efficient at it this is great and and so we are using this right now for the smaller negotiations that we have the smaller vendors do people also utilize this in some capacity with the bigger vendors as well? Um, not right now, maybe at some point. And at some point it could also advise human negotiators. So, so uh, in, in some cases, um, people want to keep the human relationship. Uh, so, so, so the bot could provide information during the negotiation uh, uh, for for the negotiator on the enterprise side, um, so so this is this is uh, one option. Uh, but uh, but sure, as as the system evolves, and 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 one huge benefit of using AI in negotiations is that every negotiation makes every other negotiation better. So uh, so essentially, and so any any customers. Uh, any customer's negotiation makes the uh, the negotiations better for any other customer. So we don't store the business sensitive information and we don't collect that uh, from negotiations. Uh, this uh, this is you know this is uh, highly confidential and this this we delete right after the negotiations. What we do store is the negotiation psychology bit. So we learn how people negotiate. The system learns what tactics and strategies work, what ways of phrasing sentences work, um, how, how long, how many seconds does it takes to say no versus a yes. Um, so all, all of these things make every, every next negotiation 
better. So the bot can choose the right uh, tactics and strategies uh, dynamically based on what it learns. This, this makes a lot of sense. And uh, I, I'm a chess nerd. I talk about this all the time on the podcast. Um, I was reading Gary Kasparov's book, and he was talking about his first uh, few chess matches against Deep Blue, which was the artificial intelligence um, created by, I think it was IBM, where it was the first time that a a chess master went head to head with a computer, and then the computer won. Um, after after the fact, um, Gary recognized that there were a couple times where he could, he made a mistake. Um, it wasn't necessarily that he was outplayed, but he made a mistake. He he didn't calculate it correctly, mm-hmm. and so now we're at a stage where since the computer can do infinite calculations, the computer is going to beat the chess master. But what they found is that if you pair the chess master with the computer and you, combine those various types of intelligences, then the combined effort is greater than what they would do individually because the computer can have unlimited calculations and then the human has ingenuity, that creativity that would otherwise need to be programmed. And so it's, it's interesting to think about what the future of negotiations could be when you have the, the bot, the artificial intelligence paired with an experienced negotiator um, actually at the negotiation table. Absolutely. So this is very exciting uh, for uh, for the future. The the bot right now learns from these long tail negotiations and it could provide a lot of value uh, to strategic uh, and mid-tier negotiations uh, since those are also more complicated negotiations than than the long tail ones. This is great. So interesting. And, And so... Uh, there are a couple of other uh, kind of non-intuitive um, uh, pros uh, to to having a computer negotiate. Uh, one of them is that the computer negotiates parallelly, not sequentially as a human. So it can it can hold you know 500 negotiations at the same time, and thus it can do things like. Uh, um, dynamic pricing across all negotiations. Um, If there is a limited resource of some sort, uh, it can use it dynamically within the negotiations and and this resource and all of the other kind of numbers and the values of all of the other levers, they change automatically in other negotiations based on what deals have already been accepted. So this is another kind of uh, non-intuitive advantage of that. Uh, and it also brings speed, of course. So for a human to, to book all these calls, to have those negotiations, and, and the human can't do them parallelly, um, it, it takes a lot of time. For a computer, it takes uh, uh, exponentially less time. Um, and and uh, one other uh, benefit I would bring out is that the computer has no biases. Um, so, so we don't we don't learn negotiating from humans. We learn how people negotiate, and this is different. So, so our negotiations are actually designed by the best negotiation scientists in the world. So, so. Uh, Jean Brett uh, from uh, Kellogg School of Management. She's a professor of uh, international negotiations 
is, is our advisor. Uh, and uh, with, with people like Jean, we, we design these negotiations. So they are, so we always use the best practice strategies and tactics. And, and we, because these people are professionals, they're able to realize biases and cultural differences. Um, but, but the computer, if the, so, so the typical problem with AI is that it also learns the biases of people. Uh, if, if you feed, if you feed the AI with data about negotiations, it will automatically learn all of the cultural differences as well, which is not very beneficial. So, so that's why we do it in, in two tiers. We design the negotiations with professionals uh, and we then tweak them based on AI, based on what it has learned about people. This is great. I... Yeah, this is this is really opening my eyes to to what the possibilities could be. And and in that last section, I think we we handled pros and cons. We talked about um, whether or not it can expand the pie more when we talked about creating these deals that are Pareto optimal. And then we also talked about how the the capacity impacts the negotiation. And so I guess really the next question is the future, because right now you said you're the only company that's doing it which is uh, great to have a monopoly. <laughs> but as, as things start to develop more, I'm assuming the market's going to change and the way that we interact with each other, that's going to change too. And maybe we see a future where the, the negotiation books that we're teaching lawyers and people in the MBA courses includes um, in how to negotiate with a computer, with the assistance of a computer, those types of things. Um, what does that future look like? So, so the, the future is very exciting. I like to bring uh, uh, the analogy of uh, self-driving cars. If there's only one self-driving car on the street, uh, it's, it's not so beneficial as if there were, uh, as if most of the cars were self-driving. If most of the cars were self-driving, they could communicate with each other and make the traffic much more safer and much more smoother. Uh, and the same with negotiations. So we're actually, what, what we're seeing now, because, because we're mainly working with, with large Fortune 500 uh, enterprises, most, most of our revenue is coming from these companies we see that the value chain is taking notice and they want to use the system as well. And it won't be long until a bot can negotiate with a bot. And, and there are a number of advant additional advantages there because the bot can definitely find the, the Pareto optimal outcome uh, in a negotiation every time and very fast. And the bot doesn't have a limitation on renegotiations. It could renegotiate a, a large deal every day if it needed to. Um, right now, if we're looking at the stock market and the commodity prices, you know, the, 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 the price of uh, copper has gone down 20% and then has gone up 20%. Uh, maybe, maybe the copper-based uh, product prices should have been rene renegotiated. And if a computer negotiates with a computer, they could literally renegotiate deals based on every movement uh, of uh, a commodity price. 
This is incredible. This is really, really interesting. And, and now that potential future where a bot is negotiating with a bot, finding those optimal outcomes, um, it makes me wonder about those no-deal scenarios. Because um, thus far, I, a lot of the times when we've been discussing it, we've been talking about what happens when we find the optimal outcome. As we know, sometimes in negotiations, uh, we run into a situation where not all deals are made to be, meant to be made. It, it, there's a no-deal option. So if a bot runs into that type of situation, how does it respond? So the good thing uh, here is that we're, we're not replacing humans uh, in this equation. We're negotiating uh, the contracts that, that aren't negotiated since, since they're long tail and they're, they're sort of neglected. Um, so if a deal, if we renegotiate uh, those deals, and if there is a fraction of those deals which don't, uh, which aren't able to reach an outcome, uh, then th there are two possibilities. Either the old deal remains or uh, we uh, take the, it's called human in the loop. Uh, we, take the, we take a human to continue. Um, and then the humans can use all of their human ingenuity to in, in the exact place where it's needed, uh, not uh, you know, on the on the 90% of these long tail deals, uh, which which uh, the bot can renegotiate successfully. Yeah, this is great, Martin. Thank you so much uh, for sharing this with us. We really appreciate it. Um, but before you go, can you let the listeners know how they can get in touch with you and uh, tell them a little bit more about Pactum? Uh, sure. Uh, so so we're we're on Pactum.com, and uh, everyone the uh, everyone can leave their email in there and, and we'll, be we'll be in touch. And, and uh, uh, my uh, personal email is uh, martin at pactum.com. So I'll be, uh, I'll be uh, happy to, if you also mention that uh, you, you've got the contact from this, uh, uh, this podcast, you've definitely gotten my attention and you'll, I'll take special care of you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Martin. I appreciate it. And I hope you have a good rest of the day, my friend. Thanks so much, Kwame. Thanks for inviting me. Congratulations. You've just joined an elite club. By listening to a full episode, you're now officially on the Negotiate Anything team. So welcome aboard. What most team members do is they subscribe to the podcast because that allows them to automatically get the latest episodes of the show. The best things in life lie on the other side of difficult conversations. Keep learning, keep practicing, and keep getting better. Your relationships will improve, your career will soar, and you'll have the confidence you need to get the most out of these crucial conversations. Again, thank you for joining the team. We're excited to have you, and I will see you in the next episode. I'll catch you later.